So, a theme for today uh, is pretty obvious, isn't it? Joy. Uh, and uh, the reading that we've just had is all about that. It says in Paul's letter to the church at Philippi, Rejoice in the Lord always. And I will say it again, just in case you missed it the first time around, there is something about joy that we need to get hold of. Now, sometimes I think people who are positive and joyful can rub up against other people, and it doesn't always quite gel, this coming together. So you might have uh, had somebody around you who said, you're feeling down? Come on, you're a Christian. You should be positive and hopeful. Things aren't that bad. Besides, they could get worse. Don't worry, be happy. Now, well, that kind of quite a, some of that quite appeals to me, but um, I think we know that there's more to life than that. And perhaps when we read Paul, we even think, is this really possible, this always rejoicing? Has Paul forgotten what uh, the, the difficult things in life are? Is he out of touch? Is he clueless? And sometimes it seems as if it might be uh, a kind of cheerfulness that is not really in touch uh, with the real world. It's lost connection. You know, you're so far up there that you've lost connection with the down here. Well, I don't think that needs to be the case. And uh, there's somebody who we'll be hearing quite a bit about next year called Henry Martin. And if you want to know why we'll be hearing about him, talk to Emma. But he was one of these iconic figures in the story of world Christianity. And sometimes when you read about this particular guy, you think, wow, so intense, so serious, so dedicated, giving up everything, going to India, going elsewhere. And I was reading a little bit more about him again this week, and I really like this little bit that I came across, where one government diplomat said about this young man, Henry Martin, to somebody else, to a friend, he said, he's coming to see you, and you will enjoy his constant cheerfulness. And he will add hilarity to the group of people uh, that you are part of. And I thought, I like that. Now, uh, I've moved on from time to time in, in different jobs and things, and um, usually at the end of a period of work in a college or a church, you know, you have this kind of farewell thing, and they say, we'll really miss Ian, and uh, you're waiting for something, you know, we'll miss his academic contribution, or we'll miss his pastoral care, but I have to tell you, it's always been, we'll miss his laughter, which... I suppose is a gift um, from the Spirit, but it kind of deflates you a little bit that that's the only thing that people are going to miss, you know, this kind of laughter. And uh, uh, that might also uh, lead us to think, isn't that, in a way, denying, um, isn't too much laughter denying the, the world that we live in? But I come back to this point that Paul says this so clearly uh, and is so almost taken up in this letter to this church at Philippi with the theme of joy. It comes out again and again. He says, actually to them, you are 
you Philippians, you crowd of people, you're my joy. I just love to think about what is going on in this particular church. You're my joy. So I want to suggest to you that Paul, in, in telling us to be people of joy, in telling us to rejoice, is not trying to say there are not some hard things in our experiences. And let me read this from Paul himself about his life and his experience. He says, I've been flogged. I've been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews 40 lashes minus one. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. I've been constantly on the move in danger, in rivers, from bandits, from my own countrymen, from the Gentiles, in danger in city, in the country, and at sea. So this is actually not a guy who doesn't know what life is about. Would you agree? Uh, And yet, he says, let's praise. Let's be joyful. Let's give thanks. And at the start of the church in Philippi, this is actually the note that was sounded. Do you remember that story? Uh, Paul and Silas in prison. They were in Philippi. The church was starting. They were in prison. They were being miserable, weren't they? You're bound to be miserable in prison. Were they being miserable? Or were they actually praising? Were they singing one of those songs that we've already sung this morning? Sing praise. You know, that was more or less what was happening in that prison situation. And then what's this scene about? Because an earthquake happened and the jailer looking after the prison thought that all the prisoners were going to escape and he was about to commit suicide because of that. And out of that came his conversion and the beginning of the church in Philippi. But what I'm wanting to say is there was a DNA, I believe, in that church from the very beginning, which was a DNA of joy. Yeah? Uh, The praise in prison. And that's a very good picture for us, that the joy can be in the hard times as well as in the good times. And in this reading that we've had, uh, that Gary read to us, part of the secret of what it means to live this different kind of life is what we think about. And Paul has a whole list of things. Think about these things. Don't think about all the time what's going wrong because that's just a downward spiral. Of course, we have to be realistic. But think about what is true and good. Think about the good things that God is doing. That's what Paul is saying to people. And in this series in Advent, in this great time of Advent, we've been thinking about great themes. So we have been doing, I think, what Paul wants us to do. We've been thinking about great themes. We thought about uh, the theme uh, that Beth led us through, the, the theme of how Jesus came as the one who gave, as the one who served. Beth took us into this letter, Philippians. And uh, here's Jesus washing the disciples' feet. So there's something, there's a great theme about how we can be a community that serves one another, that helps one another to rejoice, uh, to look at what God is doing. Because we forget and we need other people to say, hey, do you know about this? Think about this. So in our community, uh, there is something going on that helps us to be the same kind of community as Philippi was, where Paul said, when I think about what you guys are doing, I just have to say, you are my joy. That's what he said 
to this crowd of people. This life that they were sharing together was a good life. They were concerned about other people within the community. They were concerned about Paul. They helped him. So there's something happening in our community uh, if we follow that model. And then last week, Peter uh, used this picture, the famous icon from the Russian painter Rublev, which talks about, shows us uh, the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And what's the big thing here? It's welcome, isn't it? It's an openness. God is open to all people. That's a fantastic message of the Christian gospel, the good news that we're thinking about, uh, especially as Jesus came into the world, as we remember at Christmas. So, all are welcome. This is about hospitality, as Peter explained last week. And it shows us how we go out with that welcome. So, there is something about being in amongst ourselves. There is something about being out. Is any of that beginning to a little bit familiar? We have uh, something in, we have something out, and we have something up. Do you think that might be joy? Yeah, I think it could be. It could be joy when we're thinking about the up, because actually what Paul is arguing is we don't just kind of work ourselves up to be joyful, but this is a gift. This is something that God brings to us, and so the up is joy. Not always about the circumstances, but being linked with Jesus himself. Oh, there we are. Um, The joy of worship is not something separate from the suffering of life. Sometimes we think it's got to be one or the other, but actually in what Jesus did, those two things came together. Jesus spoke about what he did because of the joy that was set before him, the joy of knowing that we are part of his family, that we are part of the family of Jesus, we're friends of Jesus. That joy was there with Jesus, but also the suffering, wasn't it, when he said, I don't want to go through this because it's just, it's just a, a, a terrible weight to think of taking human sin. But he did that. So the cross and the praise can go together. Paul says in the same letter, that, in the same passage that we read, when you're anxious about things, when you feel, oh, you know, this, this joy we were thinking about Sunday, now we're Monday, it doesn't seem to be working. Paul says, yeah, of course there'll be anxious times, but bring them to God. Don't be anxious and take that anxiety on yourself, but by prayer, present your request to God, and then the peace of God will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And I take you again back to Paul. His experience wasn't an ivory tower closed off from life, but in the midst of the struggles, in the midst of the difficulties, he said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Another thing I was looking at this week was um, that uh, very famous expedition of Shackleton to the Antarctica and uh, when he called for people uh, to be part of this, uh, there was supposedly an advertisement which talked about the hazardous journey and the low wages and the bitter cold. Uh, Actually, nobody's ever found this advertisement, but uh, that kind of feeling was around, wasn't it? And so many people wanted to be part of that. Why did they want to be part of it? Well, 
It is not just that people are looking for the easiest path in life. And Jesus never promised us the easiest path in life. And those who are being baptized and renewing their uh, baptismal vows this morning are not saying, yeah, it's all going to be wonderful, it's all going to be happy. We know that that isn't the case in following Jesus in today's society. So there is something which means that we take a journey in following the way of the cross in being baptized. And this scene is probably uh, where those early baptisms in Philippi took place, when uh, that jailer and his family were baptized, when Lydia was baptized. And for that early Christian church, it wasn't an easy thing to be a joyful church, but they were a joyful church. And so today, for those who are taking part, who want to commit themselves and say that they're committing themselves to Jesus, there is tremendous joy. There is fantastic excitement and rejoicing. At the same time, baptism talks about participating in the death of Jesus and taking the way of the cross. But it is precisely this way, uh, this pathway, uh, in which we encounter God and he is the source of joy. So he welcomes us today. He wants us to be part uh, of this story of what he has done and what he is doing. Paul says to the Philippians, when all of this is put together, what do I want to tell you? I want to tell you the Lord is near. And that's the Advent message. And that's the message for us today. The Lord is near. Amen. Thank you, Lord.